Before we begin today's episode, a huge shout out to everybody who has left a rating or review in all the platforms that you've been listening. So a huge big thank you to you guys. And especially I want to uh, give a shout out to folks who have left a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, Anita at APhoto3 on Instagram. Thank you so much for your review. I'm so happy that you find this podcast motivating and inspiring and that my style of speaking speaks to you. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Thanks, Anita. And then Jennifer, Jennifer at Kitchen Surf Blog on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm in love with your review. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that this podcast is helping you in your photography journey, that you like my work and you think that it is a must listen. This podcast is a must listen. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Your support is so appreciated. And then the last one, I have a special reviewer on my Apple podcast. I don't know your name. But thank you so much for the five stars. I'm so glad that you love the podcast and especially the episode on beating the slump. I think, yes, that episode definitely relates to so many of us creatives. But hey, S-S-K-Q-W-E-R-T-Y. If you could please just send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to know your name. I would love to connect with you. So please either drop me an email or send me a DM on Instagram so that I can say thank you to you personally for your wonderful review. All right, guys, with that, let's go. your host Yutama and welcome to my food lens podcast where we talk about everything from food photography styling to business and mindset after 15 years as an architect I switched careers and I'm now a professional food stylist and food photographer based in Singapore I'm also the founder of the business my food lens where we help clients elevate their brand through drool worthy photos my motto is Put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action and inspiration as we move through the episodes. Hi guys and welcome to episode 16. Today we are talking about pitching. We are talking about business pitches. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> All right, guys, but before we start, <clears throat> I kind of have to apologize because I'm fighting a sore throat yet again. I know every time I have to record a podcast episode, God is like, okay, today is the day. Let's give her a sore throat. So guys, I'm very sorry if I sound a bit strange. Um, and it's so ironic, right? That we're talking about pitches and my own voice pitch is completely out of whack today. All right. No bad jokes, I promise, in this episode. We're going to get serious and we're going to talk about the pitch, the only pitch that really matters, and that is a business pitch. So whenever the term business pitch or writing a pitch or pitching to clients, like every time these words come up, I have seen photographers just kind of roll their eyes. They feel 
drained listening to these words or they even feel like just intimidated i mean the whole cycle of pitching and following up it is tiring it's exhausting and sometimes a bit demotivating right but i have to tell you that once i started pitching right my business completely somersaulted and i did not have to wait 5 years for my photography to go, reach a certain uh, place you know to re- my skills to reach somewhere to be able to start working with clients i did not have to wait there i just had to start pitching right and i saw my business completely somersault in the right direction which is why i would love to share my top tip with you today so that the next time you have to reach out to a client you say bring it on <laughs> all right okay so let's start by just defining a business pitch let's just break it down what is a business pitch so a business pitch is basically putting forward the idea of working together in some or the other capacity with another party or a client all right so let's say in our case a business pitch could be an email sent from a food blogger to a chocolate brand pitching the idea of collaboration that is also a business pitch a business pitch could be an email sent from a photographer to a restaurant expressing the interest of doing a photo shoot for them it could also be a food stylist blogger photographer any creative literally any creative reaching out to a magazine looking for a feature in their next issue so whenever we are reaching out to another party professionally and we are putting out an idea we are putting an idea forward to be able to work together with them it is a business pitch it's as simple as that a business pitch can be a collaboration it can be a paid project it can be anything the moment you are reaching out to somebody in a professional capacity you know to be able to work with them that's it that's a business pitch so whether we are an influencer whether we are food bloggers photographers stylists writers honestly we all have dream clients and brands that we want to work with and we all have to pitch to them at some point or the other right so we really cannot escape it especially if we run our own businesses right in fact as a professional creative your first step should be to find your ideal client to define your ideal client to know deep down inside who are the people you really want to work with what are the type of clients you would absolutely love to shoot for that is the absolute first step in your business and when you are there when you have figured that out the next step for you should be to reach out to them expressing your interest to work with them otherwise how else will you ever be able to work with your dream client right but when you're reaching out to them when you're writing that business pitch when you're emailing them that's where it gets just a little bit tricky i can't even begin to tell you how many times it has happened that i've actually spoken to photographers who started a new photography business and they shared just how discouraged they are you know from reaching out to clients because no one ever responds it's like sending emails into a black hole <laughs> you just keep writing and you keep writing and no one ever responds back and you keep waiting right has that happened to you it has happened to me and it has happened to so many others who i know but 
there is one way that you can change that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You can change that. But before I before I deep dive into how you can change it, I just want to say that who replies and who doesn't is really not within our control, right? But what is within our control is to create such compelling emails, to create such compelling pitches that the person who is on the other side, the person who is reading is interested. They are intrigued and they kind of want to read a little bit more the next sentence and what you have to say. And that increases your chances of hearing back from them because everybody is busy. Now, when I started my career as a commercial food photographer, I had done the first step. So I had a list of clients that I wanted to work with. And I knew that I had to reach out with them because it wasn't like I was Kim Kardashian that everybody would know me, right? I had to reach out to them. I had to tell them, hello, I'm here and I would love to work with you, which meant that I had to pitch to them, right? So I had this list and what I started doing was literally copying and pasting the same email and sending it to everybody that I wanted to work with. Of course, I would personalize it just by saying whatever, whosoever's name, but it was pretty much the same body of the text that I was sending to everybody because I was interested in working with them and that was constant. So why change it? You know, my intention was the same to work with them. So why not use back the same body of the email and send to everybody? And that's what I did. And I can't remember. I literally cannot remember if anyone ever replied to it, ever. And today, looking back, if I would have received such email, such an email, I would have probably not bothered replying back either. What happened was that in this whole process of sending out emails, not getting replies, I felt frustrated. I felt rejected. And it was quite, it was very demotivating. But I'd not gone too far. Thankfully, I'd not gone too far. And I took a moment to pause. And I just thought why this was happening. And something struck me. I suddenly remembered something. And what I remembered changed everything for me. And guys, what I'm about to tell you right now is my biggest secret. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding for a minute. No one knows this, not in my family, not my friends. Nobody in my professional setting knows this, but this is my biggest secret, <laughs> All right? And it's literally the way I roll and I don't share it with anyone, but it really had a deep impact on how I pitch to clients. And that's why I'm going to share this with you. Okay. So here we go. So I was in grad school and I was doing my master's in architecture. We often had like professionals from different architecture firms from around the US. They used to visit our architecture studio and there would be a high chance that just based on our interaction and our conversation with them, we would get hired in the best firms of the country. So even though those conversations were kind of casual, they had to be impactful, right? I mean, they could catapult our careers. There was a lot at stake. So just being able to converse with those professionals could change our life. But believe it or not, that was the toughest thing for me to do. I had the toughest time making conversations with people. It was my greatest 
weakness. <laughs> I know. Today, I can talk to a wall and I swear to God that wall will respond back to me. <laughs> that's, that's my talent today. That's my skill today. But at that time, I didn't know how to create a conversation. Leave aside a smooth, interesting, uh, engaging conversation. I could not keep a continuous conversation going. I had a real drawback in my people skills at that time. All right. So one of my, my mentors, one of my favorite professors in grad school, he saw that. He saw he saw that I was struggling. And he saw my struggle. And, you know, he probably realized that I had potential, but I, I was losing on to an opportunity. I was losing a fair chance just because of that one skill of being able to engage with somebody for a potential job opportunity. So he, he, I think he saw that, right? So he called one day, he called me, he called a few other uh, students, I think with the same problem, I guess. And he gave us all an advice. All right. This is life-changing guys. So if you're doing anything, just listen to this carefully, whether you use it in your professional or your personal life, this has changed everything for me. It has changed the way I engage with people at every single level. It has changed my people's skills, all right? So hear this carefully. So our professor called us and he gave us an advice. And he said, when someone speaks to you, you have the power to make them feel like they're having the best conversation of their lives. And how do you do that? By talking about them. How do you do that? by talking about them. That right there was the most powerful practice that I have since used ever so diligently in both my personal and professional life. And to be honest, I actually sometimes judge people who only talk about themselves during a conversation. Ah, there are always such people, right? But guys, this is how powerful his advice was. You know what? Talking about someone else makes them feel like, one, you're interested in them. Two, they feel valued. Three, it makes them feel like you care about what they are about. Four, they do all the talking and it makes your life easier. And five, it makes them want to talk more with you. It's a complete win-win situation. I mean, how brilliant is that? When you're talking to somebody, talk about them. Ask them about them. It is just mind-blowing, amazing, and just ever so simple. Not for everybody, but if you can do this, people will just love speaking to you, all right? So when my pitches were tanking, <laughs> I took a moment to pause, and I suddenly remembered those wise words by my professor, and it struck me that that is exactly what I should be bringing to my emails and not just to my emails, but also to my conversations. I needed to talk about the client and not about myself. That is a deal breaker. That is what makes all the difference. So a pitch email cannot be about everything I do. It had to be about what I do and how I would like to use my skills to do something significant for the client, what I can do for them. So it was such a aha moment for me that I just went on a pitching marathon for months. Like I just 
pitched and pitched. I had like, I was sending out maybe two or three pitches a week. And I used this new approach. All right. So I, I kept writing to brands I wanted to work with. But this time it was not a copy and paste. It was really well thought out and a very curated email, really. And it was really more about the client than it was about me. After all, that email could catapult our careers. Everything was at stake. So it was pretty much the same situation that I kind of compared to compared it to like when I was in grad school, that one conversation could get me a job. This one email could get me a job. So it was such a parallel that I drew and, and I really took my professor's advice and it took a few months of pitching. All right. It took a few months of pitching and of constant following up. And there were times there were no replies either. But then I did start getting replies. And often, more often, it was a positive reply. So my number one tip, curtsy, my dear favorite professor, is to personalize your business pitch emails. What that means is that you need to talk more about the client and make them interested in you. And the way to do that is to express your connection to the brand and what you would like to do for them and not vice versa. So let's say you're reaching out to a restaurant. All right, let's just work with an example here. Let's say you're reaching out to a restaurant because you want to photograph their food. Now, don't let the tone of that email be Hi, chef. My name is so-and-so and I'm the photographer. Uh, this is the kind of work I do. And I work with blah, 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 blah brand. So if you like to take photos of your food, please contact me. And nah, 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 nah. Tanked, tanked already. Nope. That is not the tone we want. Instead, talk about them. Personalize your pitch. So. Start with a one-line introduction so that they know who the email is from and immediately switch gears to them, all right? So let's say this is how you frame it, all right? Hi, Mark. It is absolutely wonderful to connect with you through this email. Now, you see how different that sounds to hi, chef, or hi, generic name, <laughs> you know? It's very personalized. The moment you say, hi, Mark, that's it. You have already made your first connection. All right. So just saying, hello, I'm writing to you to express my interest. Nah, that doesn't work. No one wants to read such emails. When you start off by saying, it is absolutely wonderful to connect with you through this email, the word connect has connected you to Mark already. <laughs> so after addressing the chef or the person concerned, the next step is to talk about the restaurant, what you like about it. How do you connect to that restaurant and what really stood out for you about them? It could be the menu or anything, you know, that would make that client feel like you're familiar with them, that you're interested in them and that you really relate to their brand. So I still remember sending out a business pitch email to one of the world's leading hotel chains telling them how I visited a restaurant in the hotel and it's one of my favorite restaurants in the city. And I genuinely meant it. it really is my favorite pizza place in town. I talked about their food, the restaurant ambience and me being an architect, you know, how I felt in that space and why I would love to work with them. 
and not vice versa. So when I write pitch emails, I also try to include like a way to communicate why we are a good fit for each other. So that's just becomes easier for the client to visualize working with me for they don't have to do that thinking part. I've already done the thinking part for them. All right. So I sent this email to this hospitality chain and I kid you not, just a few days later, I still remember I was in a taxi and my phone rang. And when I answered, the person on the other end said, hi, this is so-and-so. I'm the marketing director of XYZ Hotel. We received your email for food photography. Well, looks like you've already been to one of our restaurants and you're already familiar with our branding. Well, you know what? We took a look at your work and we absolutely loved it. We would love to invite you over for a chat over coffee this week. Could you let us know your availability? Now, can you imagine my reaction? I had to sit still in that taxi. I could not dance. I was belted. But I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic to get to work with that international hospitality brand. It was like a dream. And it was that pitch email that worked its magic. So do not underestimate the power of a good business pitch. It is everything you need to get your foot in the door. All right. Of course, there are a lot of factors that come into play for finally getting the job, like your portfolio, the budget, the scope a timeline, etc. But really, that pitch email is your way to get your foot in the door. So do not underestimate it. Getting personal with your client and telling them why you want to work with them is an absolute deal breaker, you know, in a business pitch. Now, why would anyone want to work with just yet another food photographer, another blogger, another stylist under the influence? No way. Brands want to work with individuals who connect with their brand, who connect with their mission, their values, and they share their passion. I mean, wouldn't you want to work with such a person, right? So if you feel genuinely about a certain brand and you can communicate that in your pitch, you have doubled your chances of standing out from your competition and actually getting the job. And you know why? Because people buy from people and every business is run by people. And we must always remember that when we write those pitch emails. So always address Mark. Hi, Mark. Lovely to connect with you because there is a Mark who you are writing to in every single organization, company, brand, whatever it is. There is a person you are writing to and you must keep that human element in mind when you compose your email. So I'll tell you this, what I'm saying is actually backed by research and I'm not making it up. I have to tell you that. So when I was in architecture, in my last role, I was not just designing healthcare facilities, but I was also the research director for my architecture firm. And just before I left, the last research paper I worked on, which today has over mm, 10,000 downloads, That paper was on patient experience in a healthcare setting, all right? So the patient experience in hospitals, let's say. And in our research, we found that the number one aspect that elevates a patient experience is personalization. Yeah, it is the same darn thing everywhere, So personalization is everything, no matter which industry you are in, that's 
that's the, the kind of times that we are living in today. So let's say for a, in a healthcare setting, when a patient walks into the registration, you know, to be greeted by their name, hi, Mr. Mark, or to have their name on the patient room door, or to have linen of their favorite color in their room, or have their favorite TV shows already on the TV screen in their private rooms, or to have the doctor address them by their name, but also ask them about their children, taking their children's names. Imagine how valued a patient would feel in that environment, right? Wouldn't you feel lovely? Wouldn't you want to get healed in such an environment? Yeah, they would just because of the way they feel, how welcome they are in that environment. They feel welcomed and it would show them that the staff cares about them. Would that patient want to go to any other healthcare service provider ever? No, no. It's all about the experience, you know. It's the same when we check into a hotel on vacation and the person at the gate says, Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Stockman. Welcome to our hotel. The moment they take your name, it feels special, right? They have instantly connected with you. You feel like they've done their homework. And my eyes always just light up just knowing that someone knows something about me that I did not tell them, right? It makes you feel special. So you do that. You need to do that. So personalize your pitch email by saying, hi, Joyce, or hi, Mark, or whosoever you're writing to, address it to that one person. That way you're telling the client that you know them and you have done your homework. They feel ultra special. They want to read further. They want to read what you've written because it is addressed to them. And when they read further, they feel even more drawn to you because you personalize your email, telling them everything about them and what you bring to the table for their brand. Now, add something really special about them or their work, which not everyone might have made the effort to find out. That, that, that is a real surprise and delight that you could do, right? So let's say that they've won an award. All right, they are the most healthy brand in the market in town and they won a Reader's Choice Award or something like that. So, or maybe the owner, the person, Mr. Mark, has has started this business influenced by his parents or he has had a childhood experience that made him start this company or launch this idea. Scour the internet do your homework and find those little nuggets of information that will make your email so darn compelling that no one will be able to ignore it. All right. It will hit the spot with the right client. And I'm really saying that by experience. That's it. Half the battle is won. If you don't hear back, which is quite common, follow up. Don't take it personally and do not give up. I mean, they will reply eventually if they're interested, right? And many times they might even have to just reply to say that, sorry, we don't have a photography budget for now, or we're not looking for photos at the moment. But one way or the other, they will probably reply. And you know what? They will never forget your email, whether or not they work with you. You will always stand out, all right? And the next time, you have to reach out to them. You can always reference back to your past email that, hey, I'm the one who had reached out to you a few weeks ago and I've been so influenced or I've been so inspired by your journey that uh, I just had to write to you again, you know, or something to that, to that nature. Basically, the next time you reach out to your ideal client or your dream client, 
just do your homework, all right? Find the right person to send that email to, address them by their name, talk about them, write down why you want to work with them. What is it about their branding that relates to you as a creative and what you can do for them? But guys, having said that, I just have to say that please, in no way, undersell or undermine yourself. I mean, remember, we need to come across as humble, confident creatives, and that should be the tone of our emails. And talking about the client really doesn't mean that you are any less in your skill or talent. It just means that you are so comfortable and so confident of your skill that you're willing to reach out and you know what you can bring to the table and you can show the client what's possible if they work with you. That's the sort of confidence that we want to bring to our emails, all right? So remember, do not undersell yourself. Do not undermine yourself. Have a tone of humility, of confidence. We love that in people. So why wouldn't we love that in an email as well, right? Mr. Mark would love it. (laughs) All right, so personalizing business pitch emails have been a game changer for me. And I have to thank my professor for having taught me this powerful practice. It has changed the way I speak to people on a daily basis, how I speak to my friends, how I speak to my uh, piano teacher, how I speak to the grocery store manager. It has changed how I speak to people and it has changed the way I approach brands professionally, how I approach my peers for collaboration, it has changed everything. So think about it. Take a few moments to think about what it can do to talk about the other person, what you can do for them. The more you give, the more you get. All right. So try the next time you're even with a group of people or friends and you just see their reaction. They love you. They love you. Everybody will love speaking to you. And again, it doesn't mean that you have to undermine yourself and that you are any less than them. It just means that you're so secure and confident in yourself that you give them the spotlight. All right. And so any client who you powerfully put this across to, will be flawed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm serious about that. All right. But of course, do not forget to attach a link to your portfolio or add it to your email. As I said, there are many factors that come into finally getting a job, but at least you've put your best foot forward and hey, you even got your foot in the door. <laughs> that, my friend, is a successful pitch. All right, so I hope you found this helpful. And if you do use this practice to write your next pitch email, please let me know. I would love to send that note to my professor and tell him how his advice has changed so many lives. And of course, if you have any questions, if you feel stuck, if the idea of sending out a business pitch overwhelms you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Just email me or send me a DM. You know where to find me, all right? I'm here to help you reach your dream clients. I'm here to help you. With that, if you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate if you could leave me a rating and review on whichever platform that you are listening. I would be so appreciative, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, because it means the world if I can see how this podcast is helping you in your photography. I will see you next week with another episode. Happy pitching, guys. Bye-bye.